Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get in, loser. We're playing eSports. Welcome to it, episode six of Get In Loser. We're playing esports. Do we get to call this a live show? I mean, we're not anywhere in particular, but Will and I are actually in the same room for a change. Will, how are you? It's strange. We're, we're in the same room, but we're also recording this the weekend before and live ish, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, it's, this is almost episode five and a half because we just did the first, we just did episode five, we released it on Wednesday, and uh, this one we're probably going to put out like on Monday, so. In fairness, episode zero was like an hour long. That's also true. Yeah, so who knows? Like, I, when, when they're giving us our award for for longest running <laughs> esports podcast by a Blade <laughs> employee and iHeartRadio employee in Toledo, like when we get that award, yep. we'll know. This Toledo City paper, hit us up. We'll make yeah. it happen. You know, I actually couldn't get a copy of my column this week because everybody I knew didn't have a copy of the Blade. Like, I kept asking <laughs> Kyle, like, hey, you going to bring me a copy of my paper, uh, copy of the paper from Thursday so I can get it? And he's like, no, um, I, I think I've got to steal it from a guy who technically still gets his mail delivered next door, but he's dead. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Great. We're, we're off to a good start here. Thanks. <laughs> Glad to be back, Toledo. We're, we're grave robbing to get, your, uh, to get your column to you. I should have stopped by the Christmas weed. I probably could have picked one up there. Yo. My niece got engaged at the Christmas weed last night. <laughs> I saw that video. <laughs> I was just like, oh. And now that's going viral. Just uniting people, showing the entire world that we just we, – we, we, we love the drugs here. <laughs> We're good to it's go. Not, it's not that kind of Christmas We weed. had people in Austin tell, like, coming to us about him. He's like, have you heard of the Christmas weed? I was like, I, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> that can mean a lot of things. It's not legal here yet. Calm no, down, guys. Haven't, haven't made that happen. Uh, coming up, we're, we'll we'll, we'll kind of do, I guess, a year ender, sort of. I mean, I know we still have a, a week to go before we're officially done with the year, but we'll. we'll no, kinda... I am done for the year. <laughs> it is it is it is over. Twenty eighteen has been the longest three years of my life. Somehow, yeah, it's it, like pushing it out. You remember the whole Yanny Laurel thing that happened this year? The what? The the Yanny Laurel thing. Oh God, no! Yes, I that, don't. That that was this year. Is that like the blue dress, gray dress? It was kind of that, yeah. Okay, man, it was that an, shows it was how a, dated I am. It was an audio clip that said Laurel, but oh, everyone thought it said Yanny. Right. It was weird. You know, I'm still obsessed over the clip of somebody taking the League of Legends K-pop song that they that they that they had, and then editing in the sound of the cat going <laughs> in the chorus <laughs> to replace the. To replace the the noise in the chorus, like that, uh, that's top tier quality that is, for me. Between that and the deer who's doing the drum solo from in the air tonight. Wait, what? The video of the deer. Drum- you haven't seen that one. You know, you think I would be even better in touch, considering how much of my career is involved with the internet. But no, I'm just like a 45 year old man. <laughs> Remind me after we're done yeah, recording. Yeah, I got to see this. I got to show that to you. Um, wanted to hit up a couple of uh, headlines. Uh, first off, uh, another story that's near and dear to uh, Will's heart involving Dragon Ball Fighters. Again, what some people have put as 
their 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 game of the year, or I believe esports ranked it their esport of the year. Yeah, and yet it keeps getting yanked off of schedules, and no one's saying why. Two more events this past week said, "Hey, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, we're not going to be playing DBFZ uh, on uh, at the our con." Sorry, and. Like the the actual players are starting to get pissed off because they're losing money on plane tickets, and nobody's really coming out and saying why the the I don't know if you say speculation the rumor is that and that's all we got at this point yeah really. is that the company that owns uh, the, the the Dragon Balls franchise Toei to- yeah Toei Animation Toei Animation yeah. is uh, putting the kibosh on it but. Nobody really understands the reasoning why. I feel like we're playing the esports version of Murder She Wrote or like Columbo because <laughs> each week we've added just a little bit to this story and it doesn't get any any more clear. And it's so bewildering because it happens one time. Okay, DreamHack Atlanta happens one time. The um, tournament organizer Alex Jabaley, well known in the FGC. Won't say a word, doesn't say a thing as to why it gets pulled. Just like, oh, it gets pulled and it's unfortunate. It's definitely not because we didn't have enough players because they had about 40, mm-hmm. which for one of those dream hack like micro events isn't a bad number because, you know, it, it's a smaller event. It's not a qualifier for anything. Right. Like, okay, fine. Evo Japan pulling it is, once again, maybe not surprising because uh, there's a lot of weird stipulations and regulations around tournaments in Japan. Like, for instance, they can't give, technically can't give prize money for tournaments in Japan because it's part of like a gambling rule that they have. Oh. It there's some really weird things around it, but that makes sense. Like Nintendo of Japan was right there with them pulling Smash out. There there's already been a lot of problems with Smash or Japan Evo anyways because it's a new tournament relatively trying to get off the ground. But, you know, we come to this one um th- this newest one that popped up and I'm, what was the name of it? Anime uh, find the story. Kid. It's coming up. It's a tournament in February. Uh, Anime, Anime Ascension. Ascension in Irvine, California. Yeah, Anime Ascension. Yet an- another one that DBFC gets pulled from. And last night, the tournament organizer for Mainline Evo, um, Mr. Wizard, kind of making some allusions to <laughs> Mr. Wizard. Yeah, Mr. Wizard. Uh, okay. You know, he found a second career <laughs> in esports after you know. After I got sick of teaching kids science. No, he's teaching them more things now. Yeah. He's teaching them about uh, negative frame buffering and pairing. <laughs> the hottest science. Combo know. chaining. The sweet science yeah. of esports. <laughs> then he alluded to like, hey, it might be a one and done for, for Evo um, and DBFC, which is insane because last year was the first – or this year was the first year that a non-Street Fighter game was the top registered entrant game for Evo. And I, I said this on Twitter, like, if that game disappears from Evo, that scene that the scene for DBFZ is dead because I, I don't want to say these players are going after purely after the money because there's a lot of people that that play because they love the, the IP mm-hmm. because they they love the experiences, but that would be like if Street Fighter Four had just vanished off and like oh yeah we're not going to do that right now. It it makes no sense. There there's what's shocking to me is that this something is happening. And nobody, nobody's even like anonymously leaking out. It's a very mafia thing. It's very, and I, and I don't, I don't understand the logic. I mean, is this a matter of they don't? Is this like a Nintendo gonna Nintendo thing where we don't want our game being uh, associated with esports anymore? It's, I, I, I can't see that that being the logic because it right. was built. Not only to be an excellent fighting game, which it is, but it's was also built. It, it looks like it has you know competitive. In mind when they made it, 
how suddenly yeah. it's being yanked from places with no with no explanation as to why, unless Toy Animation decides they're going to like announce their own league, a la Overwatch League, and pay the players enough money that they can focus on that and nothing else. I don't understand the logic here. No, which they, they kind of sort of did. They've announced a tournament series that's like half of a Capcom Pro Tour where they're doing like saga qualifiers and okay. they have a big blow off. What's hilarious about those saga qualifiers is there's been seven so far and five of them have been won by the same player. <laughs> um, former Street Fighter 4 player Kazunoko. Um, but it's, I think maybe what we're dealing with is just a, a Japanese company who's sitting back and being like, nah, it's Dragon Ball. We don't need the advertising. And the thing I've been saying all along, and the thing that professional players and the casual observer of esports don't ever seem to completely comprehend, is that to these publishers, esports is nothing more than part of the marketing arm. They don't care about the competitiveness, it only goes as far as keeping the games in the public spotlight. And that's why, like, when Mortal Kombat X or Injustice sell really well and it's based off of how good the single-player stuff was and pros get angry because they're like, well, they're not paying enough attention to the competitive scene. Like, they don't care about you. You are a secondary citizen. They are True. They're going with the thing that sells the game and you were just there as additional marketing so they can usually be like, hey, look, it's still in the public consciousness. So maybe Toei's coming from that avenue where they're just like, hey, we don't need this. Like, why would we just let our game be out there? for any reason whatsoever but yeah but the question also becomes well why not yeah you yeah know, it's on, not going to the cost side. them anything it doesn't hurt them yeah and maybe it's because they don't control the message you know you alluded to a, a player talking about loss of revenue um an upper mid-tier player yahosi who's also go tinks main aka her trash child uh <laughs> was talking about like hey i've had to cancel tickets like this severely impacts my ability to travel because it's already hard enough for fighting game pros at at anything but the highest upper tier yeah. to travel unless you have a good sponsor. So backing out of tournaments only two months away and potentially not having a, a big payoff at Evo. I mean, that that's a big, that's a big thing to lose. And man, if, if it happens, I, I worry about that game. I, longevity. I'm going to, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on it because you, you don't want to see this thing die on the vine because they really did some good things out there with the game yeah. and it, people, it, it, it gained an audience fast. It was, it was well balanced. All the things, you know, kind of fell into place for it. And now suddenly they're becoming very close to the chest on it. And well, well it united so many different game scenes. That's what's crazy about DBFC. Like it brought in Street Fighter players, it brought in King of Fighters players, it brought in anime uh, players like from Blast Blue, uh, and kind of united them all under one, like under Noise mm-hmm. Yamcha's corpse. <laughs> was all these players united in one thing. And now we're talking about the game being one and done. And it makes me think of um, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite and how Capcom really did those fans dirty. Like it wasn't included in Capcom Pro Tour. It did a one and done at uh, Evo, and they never really gave an explanation why. That's unreal. I mean, that was a bad game, but yeah, it, it had its issues. Ugh, but I don't, yeah. <laughs> its issues. Bad, bad memories. Uh, we mentioned Overwatch League a little bit ago. Uh, still. Again, season two, still not coming up until February. It's coming. But they made some headlines just uh, this past week in launching something you'd expect to see out of, like, the NFL, a player discipline tracker. Um, there it's, were, it's like the Domino's pizza tracker. <laughs> it's like, I believe it was pro football talk that used to have a, a, a running list of players who'd been suspended for what reasons and why, nice. or, I, I, or like the, uh, the Fulmer cup, which is, 
uh, an independently run tracking of college football players when they commit crimes and actually scores them on a ranking of like one to five points. And then which college has the worst rankings at the end of the offseason wins the Fulmer Cup. Do they have enough paper to print that list? I, it's, it's the Internet now. It's There's no oh, paper involved. I hope so. That'd just be a waste of trees. <laughs> Um, the uh, the discipline tracker. I mean, an Overwatch League did have some issues last year with players um, either either getting involved in some technical problems or some social problems. As uh, <laughs> uh, that's putting it, nicely. yeah, that's putting it nicely. And and literal suspensions were handed out more than a few times this year. They've decided to make a one stop shop so you can list uh, see all of the suspensions as they laid out and to. Uh, uh, to coordinate that list, like eight players showing up on that list suspended for at least one or two games. Already, I mean, there were a lot of players like during postseason who, after their teams were mathematically eliminated from contention, um, went on to do a thing that has been described and a lot, of, a lot of people may not understand as called account boosting. Yeah, I wanted to, and, and you know, seeing as we we keep you know calling this the. The esports podcast for people who don't know about esports. Let's do a little esports glossary. Did you know uh, what what is in fact account boosting? Well, if we want to like explain it in very simple terms, this is the equivalent of an Ohio State player getting a tattoo. It- <laughs> But in esports, I mean, it's more or less it's more or less an Ohio State player suddenly showing up in uh, like a University of Toledo player's jersey for a game, and wow, he's really killing it there. Oh, he must have ate his Wheaties today. He got taller. Um, yeah, no, it's literally like taking money to level up people's accounts or to get them into certain competitive ranks. Uh, which, oddly enough, there is, and I'd love to see it. There's a there's an Overwatch League like rules and regulations book saying of what things are like kosher and what things aren't allowed and that is one of the the things that they definitely have landed on as um hey you're not allowed to sell your services as like a third party servicer and it kind of reminds me of it's like the equivalent of like a a chinese gold farmer for wow except in overwatch league really (laughs) it it, it almost sounds like a like a uh, it sounds like a non-compete clause that we get here in IR. It's, it's four players uh, getting suspended two games for for uh, doing this account boosting. It's it's apparently it's a way it's a side way of making money where someone says, "Hey, you know, I want I want my account to be diamond rank." Yeah. So you you hand your account credentials to one of these pros. You know they're a lot better than you. So suddenly you rank uh, you rank up, and then at the end of the rank, all right. You know, here's your account back, and here's a bunch of money, and you know, and you pay them for that services. Uh, I've seen arguments of people saying, you know, that I don't that that, and I, I guess I kind of come on this side of this is I don't necessarily see the harm in how that harms Overwatch League as a product if the players are doing a little bit of side hustle. Is it? Is it negative to the game environment as a whole? Maybe. Probably. I, there's there's a part of me that says, well, look if you're if you're a, if you're a gold player and I'm not even that when it comes to Overwatch. I don't remember the last time I even tried to play Silver League, ranked. baby. <laughs> you know, and you get your account boosted up to platinum, you start playing again, you're gonna fall back down to gold. Right. You like, ain't platinum. As long as you never play again, you can be like, yeah, I'm diamond rank. <laughs> but you know, it's it's actually a like deceptively easy payday for these players potentially because if you start a new account and just jump into competitive like jump into competitive placement. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. You can be whatever rank you want to be in the higher levels within yeah. like a day if you want. Right. Um, I, I think where, where Blizzard is coming from is that it just looks bad um, and kind of lends to like the dubiousness and the problem with matchmaking. Because smurfing, if anybody ever doesn't know, smurfing is starting a brand new account when you already heavily skilled and using those experiences and abilities to womp new players. Right. It's prevalent in WoW. Um, I, I could see why Blizzard wouldn't want that out there, especially if it's known. Like, I, I don't think they want uh, a player like, like uh, Reckless or Muma or Lynxer, like, advertising it on their Twitch page. Like, hey, yeah. you want me to level up your account? Click here. <laughs> see, the, but the thing, though, on this list, mm-hmm. these are all pretty run-of-the-mill until we get to the one that I'm really interested in, because there was a player here that, uh, well, and I don't know, boost and I don't know all else. the, I don't know all the stories on this. So hopefully you can fill these no, in. No, I don't, I don't know the story. Okay, I want to because it's interesting. Uh, there is uh, one player find a thousand bucks for account sharing. Right. So just you know, not quite account boosting, but it's the other way. Around. Um, suspended three games for selling an account and obstructing league office investigation. Yeah. So I want to know that story <laughs> and I want to know when Lifetime is going to turn it into a movie starring Candace Cameron Burr. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Ripa from the Los Angeles Gladiators suspended five games for throwing matches and toxicity. Again, this is these, this this didn't happen in league play. No. I imagine it happened in, 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 on, a, on a stream, I imagine. Uh, no, probably, because they're heavily policed. I mean, yeah. that's where um, XQC, former main tank for the Dallas Fuel, uh, got into his trouble mm-hmm. uh, initially was just blasting people on on Twitch and being toxic during matches. Yeah. And look, we, and a little bit of light racism. Yeah, and some homophobia <laughs> and racism. But, I mean, all these players are in an era where they get thousands of viewers and every little thing they do is clipped for mm-hmm. the sake of the subreddit, you know, our live stream fails. Like, yeah. every single thing they do is looked at and it doesn't take very much for these things to be shared. And once again, that's a thing that Blizzard, like, they ha- they are under a code of conduct. It's the equivalent of, you know, a, a player getting into a fight or saying something on social media, like, it's yeah. got to be policed in some way. It, it's you. You have you have to be careful with what you're putting out there because you 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 don't you you don't know um, you you don't know exactly who's going to see it and you don't know how it's going to be interpreted. Even in the sense of you know something that should be obvious. You know, you shouldn't be racist on your Twitch stream. You know, but on the same note, you could say something that think that's harmless and realizing okay that wasn't as harmless as I thought it was. I need to come out and yeah, and take care of this, and you know you might have to you know suffer that suspension as you went. Okay, you know what? I you know either I should have known better or I didn't know, and I'm sorry, and we'll handle this again. It, we've talked about this kind of like I think uh, in one of our earlier podcasts about uh, uh, these these personalities in 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 pro gaming uh, having to learn 
the ropes as a uh, traditional sport uh, athlete would in that you, you you're being watched now. Yeah, and you in your life, to learn to not be a garbage person. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you made your career on the internet. This is going to be a lot harder than we thought. That's kind of what's amazing about it is that Blizzard is just like trying to do their bare minimum. Like, all right, guys, if we if we can keep the the, the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and racism down just a little bit, just a, just a dull roar. We we don't want to wake up Jalen Brack. <laughs> He's cranky when he gets woken up from his midweek nap. You don't want to. Do, you don't want to do that. He might delete another game. I mean, is there? And, and I guess this is the the, the question is. Is has discipline been a big enough issue in Owl that they need a whole website dedicated to keeping track of it? I mean, maybe they're worried about that. The, yeah. the, the league size did double. True, and, and there's a lot more players that are coming in that might be unknown factors. And, and yeah, and maybe that's the idea. Is uh, look, if you screw up, this isn't going to be a behind the scenes. Uh, you know, where's Steve? Oh, he's sick. <laughs> We're gonna put you on blast. We're gonna put you on blast and say this is what you did, and 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 this is why you're going. This is why you're not here this week or next week. Of course, what's hilarious about this is that they took a hard line with XQC last season, going as far as booting him out of the league. And you know, he really learned his lesson by becoming one of the most popular streamers on Twitch, and now averages forty thousand viewers every stream, and doesn't need Overwatch League anymore. <laughs> Which is, seems to be the, the only thing he learned. That's just kind of like self-defeating. You're like, oh, God, crap. He, he, he got rewarded for being garbage. Overwatch League needs one of those signs up outside the building that says X number of days since somebody said something something awful and we had to, <laughs> had to put him on the list. But, you know, it just always beat zero. So. Again, season two. Still, it doesn't start until February. It's coming. It's it's still so far. I mean, you can watch contenders if you really want. Um, I mean, do you want to see all the teams use the the same like three tank, three healer <laughs> composition over and over and over? Goats comp. I oh I well we should talk to somebody at some point. I'd love to get like a um a coach or GM or somebody who's been associated with an Overwatch League team. Be like, well, once I like I get it. Like it's it's it is used because. It is an effective composition and an Overwatch League. And I mean, Overwatch in general, the the setup of three tanks and the three main healers is powerful because it's showing that DPS has been nerfed to the point of ineffectiveness. Uh, Which is, I mean, it it used to be that, you know, if you'd hop hop into a game, you know, the chances of of there being one support selected, not not just two, was slim to none. Right. Eventually, you're the one going... God, if we were to want a chance, I, I still remember at the beginning of season one when we were seeing seeing double sniper meta. Like <laughs> you were still seeing comps that was like four DPS with two snipers, a, a tank, and a healer. But it's hilarious seeing AAA base or well AAA the AAA baseball of Overwatch League. Yeah, like everybody's using goats comp, and it doesn't matter what the region is. Like in Korea, like EU, US, they're all using goats comp and, over and over. And at this point, even I, I think I, I I tuned into one of the contender stream, and even the announcers are like, yeah, they're uh, they're, they're showing this right now, but they're they're going to switch, and you know they're going to switch. And sure enough, as soon as three, two, one, go. They switched, yeah, and they were just a straight, you know, well, three, three tanks, it, three healers. The problem with it is that it's at a point so masturbatory because you can predict the flow of the matches based on when they get their alts. Because the real thing that that makes the difference when both teams are running goats is um, alt management and how quickly you can gain your meter. Because inevitably, that combination of like Z- of Zarya, Grav Bomb, and um, Reinhardt or Shatter is coming, and yeah, like it. It's so weird because you can almost just like kind of hit the beats on it and predict it like one by one. And 
And that's almost watch, watching pro, the pro wrestling version of Overwatch League. It's like, yeah, no, it's going to happen. Next. Yeah, yeah, no, the crowd's going to start chanting his name. He's going to start shaking, and now he's going to he's going to drop and his here special comes move. Steve and, Austin, yeah, on <laughs> that chair. That's the Undertaker's music. My God, <laughs> Kyle got me an Undertaker uh, comic book. It was a Wizard World comic from '99 that has Satanic Undertaker, everyone's favorite Undertaker. Uh, and, uh, yeah, besides. Uh, Besides American Badass Undertaker, when he just decided he was going to be ride a motorcycle Look, around, I will defend American Badass Undertaker except for the entrance theme. <laughs> but maybe most appropriate use of Fred Durst. That yeah. wasn't Fred Durst; it was Kid Rock. No, no, he, no. His second theme. Uh, oh, about eight months later was uh, Roland. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Of course, maybe most appropriate use of, of Fred Durst was the Fight Club video game on PS2 because Fred Durst was an unlockable character. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Good times. Yay. The next true eSport, Fight Club, <laughs> the video game. If Catherine can do it, Fight Club can do it. You're, you're going to keep pulling it for pulling in for Catherine. I'm going to do it's it. It's going to happen. That, it, that's my next move <laughs> here in five months when I'm unemployed. When we move back to Ohio, I'm just going to dedicate my life to competitive Catherine play. <laughs> hey, you'll see. You'll be number one. You'll also be <laughs> the two. last player, but you'll be the first player. I'll be the best Catherine player in Toledo. <laughs> Mark my words. Now I just have to actually buy the game. It's like I actually tr- like tracked down the other day on uh, one of the one of the, the stat tracking sites. They they kind of plugged into Rocket League ones, and I was like, all right, you know, where, where do I rank in oh, the no. country? I'm like, oh, really bad. Where do I rank in Ohio? Okay, still really bad. Where do I rank in Toledo? And of course, these are all just the people who've signed up for it because they can't just pull the data for anybody. So I'm like eighth into eighth out of ten in Toledo that signed up for the site. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. Hey, I think you should lead with that now in the, in the opening of the podcast. <laughs> the now eighth, here's your host, the eighth best the rocket eighth league best rocket league player in Toledo. In Toledo, <laughs> Chatty Matt Colbert. <laughs> it's like how I used to call myself. Like when I played Street Fighter Four, and they would give you like kind of like character rankings based on how well you played online. Okay, and I was like the two hundredth best Kakan in the world. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, two hundredth best oily Turkish man in the world." Yep, suck it. <laughs> he's, um, he's so viral. Yeah, Twitch uh, is it has been the, the the platform of choice. For most esports, I mean, we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. The uh, you mean it's not Mixer? It, it's certainly not Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that a few weeks ago, um, and it, there, it looks like they're going to be tipping their t- toe into it in a first party basis. They're launching uh, what they're calling Twitch Rivals, which is not necessarily going to be a pro level thing, but it's going to be a competition that consists of some of their top level streamers plus some former pros. Um, as I was telling Will about, it, he said, "Oh, it's so basically like a golf pro am." Yeah, and then you know yeah. the price is wrong, Bob. Because <laughs> let's face it, when you talk about pro am, I think everybody automatically thinks about Billy Madison. Yeah, and I guess this is what's going on here, and it makes a lot of sense, especially for if they plan on using Fortnite or PUBG, because so many of their tournaments already. It's been really hard to claim anybody as like I, I I'm a professional Fortnite player when actually they're a streamer. Yeah, because I, maybe this is their way of getting around that thing where they were trying to get it off the ground and it's like, hey, stop trying to make Fortnite esports pro happen. It's not going to be a thing. I mean, they still thing. try. It's they still try it. It's still there's still tournaments out there. Yeah, they, it's just I. It's not hard very to, good. No, um, the first rivals tournament is going to be uh, League of Legends, 
It'll feature teams of streamers, former pros, and more. The prize pool for this first tournament is $75,000. January 15th is the round of 16 with the round of 8 happening January 21st through the 23rd. Uh, Riots has held similar streamer showdowns in 2018. Probably the 2018 LCS Summer Split Finals and All-Stars. But the main difference is that each player on all 16 teams will be streaming from their perspectives on their own channels. And that will be on top of the main channel broadcast. So this actually reminds me, bring it back around to professional wrestling again. Um, WWE just did a kind of like streaming thing with League of Legends where they um, were building up through uh, Xavier Woods' Up, Up, Down, Down channel yeah. on YouTube. He's done some stuff with uh, with the Psionics and Rocket League, yeah. Yeah, and they, they did a, com- a competition where they did a game of four main roster WWE wrestlers and a league pro I think I remember. I think it was Tyler one, um, and then they did four wrestlers from NXT, which is like their their minor league division, and then another league pro, and then streamed it um, on Twitch. And I think that's maybe kind of the, the air they're going for, yeah. Which isn't a bad idea because this gives you the chance to bring more personalities into something that can sometimes be a little personalityless. This 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 personalityless. Yeah, personalityless. But this is no. This is a good way to probably draw more people into it without having to be dedicated to yet another pro league, and also probably doesn't step on the toes of you know Riot's main yeah no main I, thing. I, it, it it makes sense in a way that if, if it's the one thing that ever, that always gets pushed uh, out there is the one argument when it comes to talking about esports is well you're just watching somebody play a video game why don't you play a video game right yeah no and i get that and and i've made the argument well you watch people play football why don't you just go outside and start throwing the football around um but this gets that level of you're right some uh, esports players uh can be personality less and typically when they do have personality nine times out of ten they're pretty darn toxic again it's not we, the one you want we fall back to xqc uh but if you the area the area of uh of the streamers on twitch aren't technically pro esports players but they are getting paid to play video games online they are adjacent and, and typically the reason that they've gotten the audience that they've gotten is because they have a level of personality to them. They, they're entertaining as well as usually pretty dang good. By bringing that into the mix, yeah, you're not taking away from the bread and butter, but you're at least bringing a little bit of a level of entertainment to the mix. If somebody doesn't necessarily know the ins and outs of League, at least somebody's going to be able to crack a joke when something happens, and you can find that entertaining. Well, it, it's just, I suppose it's really the only answer to the question, like who wants to watch some mediocre esports <laughs> I mean, you got to give people some reason to to log in. Otherwise, they could just go find my Twitch channel and watch right. me play some bad Overwatch League and some Binding of Isaac. I mean, you could you could have seen me lose a pair of one v ones in Rocket League uh, nice. last week, which I idiotically decided to like put up some items uh, up in it too and Wait, lost. Is, is that a thing that's like built into the game or uh, not? Is it like racing for pink slips. It, it's not 100% built in, but it is, you, you can kind of, you know, you can, you can set it up ahead of time and then trade things shady. afterwards. No, 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 no. There is item I'm trading in the game. I'm to put you on the Overwatch League list. No, there is item trading in the game, but you can't, it's not necessarily like built into it where I'm going to play you and if you win, you get those items. It's, it's, you know, almost honor system and like, okay, here, you know, you won. Uh-huh. So I'll give you the. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The things. Is, is 1v1 a thing in Pro Rocket League? Um, in pro rocket league, not a whole lot. Typically like an RLCS, they'll play three V three. Um, the universal open, which is done through well with NBC, they play that two V two. Um, there's a couple of tournaments out there that are ones, uh, not, not many that get too much, uh, not, they get too much play, that too much viewership. It's, it's very much more technically based than it is team based. You know, when you're watching when you're watching RLCS or RRS, you're seeing pass plays as well as alongside individual plays. Um, but it is basically finding the hole in the other team's defense or just making that hole just as uh, as well as you can. In one v ones, you are it's basically the first person to screw up lose you know uh-huh. loses the point. The first person to miss the clear, or the first person to miss the, it's it's not. You can learn some things from it by way of here's how to do the things that typically can get around a standard defense, but it's also not going to work all the time when you're playing um, with a teammate because you can really open things up more when you utilize your teammate. See, it makes me think of the Overwatch League's All Star Weekend where they were doing some of the weirder. Like matchups and doing like one on one widow sniper battles, and those actually were really fun to watch. Yeah, but that was also because like watching like the two best snipers uh, in Overwatch League kind of go at it and seeing how they would approach like shots was really interesting. There was, I believe, it was the first year, of, or maybe this is the second year of RLCS, um, where they took a week off in the middle of the season, and they called it, I think, midseason madness or midseason mayhem is what they called it, and. Original. Was that original? Yeah, and in the middle of it, they uh, they they would pit the teams up uh, against one another, and then, uh, but they were uh, they for the first game they would play with um, mutators on, so they would have like the ball is really big or gravity's <laughs> really light, or uh, you get demolition the second somebody touches you. Um, then the second game they would play the drop shot mode. Which is kind of like a, a weird side mode where instead of having like a soccer field, you would have this grid on the floor. This uh, when the ball would hit the floor, it would light up, and then it would hit it again. It would fall away, and then you scored by putting the uh. the, the, the the ball through the hole in the floor. Um, great way to learn aerials, by the way. Um, and then, like by the end of it, the, if you got to like game five, you'd play rumble mode, which is basically with all these. It's it's Rocket League meets Mario Kart. Where you get random items in the middle of it that can be like a big boxing glove that punches the the ball, or a big boot that kicks the uh, a car out of the way, or you know any number of other items. It's randomized, so they don't typically don't like to play that a lot. Um, but it was fun to watch. But it only lasted the one season. I think the pros really didn't like it. You know, it, it probably is the thing that was uh, making people aware of why Pro Smash isn't played with items on. <laughs> like it would be fun for about five minutes, right? And you just be like, you know what? I'm really tired of seeing the PictoChat assist trophy <laughs> pop up over and over. 
I don't need to see Miyamoto's head anymore. The, the, the two brain age. Like. The, the two Isabella <laughs> got the same as his oh. trophy. And Infinite Waluigi's ruined the game. That would be a hype moment though if that happened to like Evo. Oh my Evo, god! Evo Grand Finals. Oh god! We had to stop the game because Infinite <laughs> Waluigi's ruined it. The Ma- <laughs> Mandalay Bay is on fire. <laughs> Waluigi did it again. This is why you're banned. Wow. We could just probably do an hour of Waluigi impressions. We could probably do that and get away with it. <laughs> Next time. I don't. I, I, I don't. Patreon yeah. like kicks like goal. Yeah. <laughs> so we start the, the Patreon, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, getting back to the Twitch Rivals thing, I, 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 I like the idea. It's sometimes you can get into a world where, you know, the gameplay is not even like close to what would be standard, you know, and that, and that's a problem. And, and I don't know how it worked out with the league series you were talking about right. with the WWE. I know uh, you mentioned um, the one wrestler whose name I can't Sandra remember. Woods. Yeah. Uh, he, he did a show match at one of the RLCS championship series um, at, at one of the lands. I forget which one. I think they were in LA that year. Yeah. And he did a show match with, um, with another team that's never good enough to make it, but is just, it was like one of the early, more humorous content creators for the game. So they, they stick around. They're called Team Rocket. Um, nice. uh, they're hilarious. And they've, they've actually kind of made the name of themselves in the land that was in London by getting a section to do soccer chants the entire time. Um, and actually kind of like bringing more of a crowd feel to it. They actually flew them out to when they had the last land in Las Vegas <laughs> to uh, to really kind of pump up that crowd as well and get more soccer-style chants going in the, uh, in the thing than rather than just USA, USA. The WWE thing was weird because it was purely like a bit of cross-promotional stuff for mm-hmm. WWE's benefit. But um, they clearly seem to be into it, and they realize what a value Xavier Woods' yeah. channel is because yeah. on the WWE Network coming up, they're going to have a like travelogue mm-hmm. gaming show for Xavier Woods where right. he plays stuff and he goes to different cities and does yeah. things. I wouldn't be surprised no, it, it if we saw more crossover. It was fun to watch, but on the same note, you could you could clearly tell that Xavier Woods wasn't exactly as up to speed as everybody else was because you know you'd see the other guys. You know they had a. You know, like a like a high plat to a to a champion level uh, uh, play, and you know, a couple of them were former pros on Xavier's team, but Xavier was just kind of like, "I'm here, guys, doing his flop, thing." Flop, flop, flop. You know, it was it was still fun to watch, and and everybody was and everybody was very cool with it. But I also you know hope that you know when they're doing this, you know, the people are at least up to snuff to play at least to. What a typical player would be, and not you know, not uh, like a straight. Well, I, I played it for like a couple of days, so I think I know what I'm doing. See, that's what worries me about like an emphasis on personality is that mm-hmm. it just seems like an opportunity for streamers to go into business for themselves and be like, "Look at me." Well, I, I, did we talk about this on the show, or did we talk about it before we recorded the one week about that Champions of Fire tournament? Champions I don't remember Fire. if it was on the show. I don't remember this. It was something that Amazon put on. They no, no, this, twice. Is, this is before. Okay. In fact, we talked about that before episode zero. Okay. I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, it was something that Amazon had put together. It was more of a promotional vehicle for their Fire tablets more than anything yeah. because it was yeah. it, it was a, a tournament of mobile games. 
And they pretty much just got a bunch of streamers involved with it, um, including uh, Northern Line, who I've w- watched for a long, long, long time. Right, you um, that. It starts, yeah, he's, you know, basically started watching his Binding of Isaac play on YouTube and then moved over to his Twitch streams as NLSS's, uh, the, Northern Line, the Northern Line Live Super Show. Um, That's w- One of the funnier things out there, and if you haven't checked it out, I, I implore you to do so. Uh, he was invited to it, which is how I got watching it. It's It was dumb but it was also a little bit funny to watch but it was something where again they kind of emphasize streamers more than uh quality of play and again what kind of quality are you gonna play when you're getting a bunch of mobile games i mean it was literally like bloons td right. pac-man 256 well yeah i think it can work it's just the question is going to be how long can it work oh and they don't they've only done it twice um and and I haven't heard any news about a third one coming around now. Whether or not it's just because they didn't invite him, because his entire chat took over the uh, the whole event the last time, or whether or not Amazon just said, "Look, we're not going to do this." That, the hosts were really bad, really bad. I, I'll have to show you some of the clips at some point because they were, they were really bad. Um, I I look forward in the future to when this eventually like <laughs> hits its. It's just like absolute like burnout moment, and we get like Alinity versus Doctor Disrespect and some competitive Catherine play. <laughs> we'll know then that it's time for the asteroid to hit the Earth. We know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to put this out there. We know that the ultimate end goal of this podcast is to put together a competitive Catherine tournament. We should do that we for, will... cha- for char- like a local charity. Yes, competitive Catherine. I will. I will dominate all. We can make. We can make that happen. We, we, I think that, I believe that's going to be the end goal. As soon as we get like a few more months <laughs> under this, uh, we'll, we will we will put that together because because we will we will. will I'm declaring will, victory now. We will will it into existence. I rented Catherine for a weekend. I probably remember everything <laughs> I, I, I had from them. I can do it. I'll see you all on the giant blocks while sheep and giant boobs flying everywhere because. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen much of, of Catherine? No. You, for all the jokes they've made about it, I, I really don't know anything so, a whole lot about it. You've, you've told me like all, some of the details after I admitted that. So what's going on is that you're in a dream realm and you're trying to climb up to the top of a tower while this manifestation of like your sexual libido is trying to kill you. And there's literally well, just like a, a one, and one of the stages like a giant woman like flinging like her like underwear at you to try to keep you from climbing the blocks. And huh. Look, it's a Japanese game. Okay, made by the Persona creators. Uh, that should explain a lot. Right All right, there. it does. Yeah, it does. I, and I heard Joker from Persona is also appearing in in Catherine as well as Smash. He gets around, man. <laughs> I hope he's good in Smash. Like, like is, is he going to show up in DBFC too? Or I don't think that's a game. <laughs> what game is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what is that? I, I've never heard of this. Is he I'm, Broly? Not, I'm not allowed to talk about that. No, no. We've actually just got an email in. We're not allowed to talk about DBSC anymore. <laughs> we haven't even put it out yet. We just, they just told us no. We can't even tell you why. It's that's <laughs> strange. It's weird. weird. They just wiped my my memory of it. I don't, I, I'm trying to think. Who knew that iHeartMedia was involved in the the, the deep state conspiracy of DBSC? <laughs> We're involved with a lot of conspiracies. Not that one. <laughs> Um, we kind of wanted to do like a little bit of year end stuff. And yeah, I've seen, I've seen some, some lists come out. Uh, I believe ESPN's esports reporters have done like game of the year, team of the year kind of stuff. They, you know, they called, uh, they, they actually called Dragon Ball fighters their game of the year. Again, with not a whole lot of actual action out there. Uh, they cloud nine as team of the year was pretty easy. I mean, this right. was, this was the year of cloud nine. They've won damn near everything, including, uh, they'd see league overwatch, uh, Rocket League, like they just dominated everything. Um, but we, you had mentioned 
uh, best esports moments of the year? And you and I both have very solid answers for that. Um, well, you go first. So what the, the reason I love my moment is once again we're going to be talking about more DBFC because that just seems to be a theme here. Yeah. Um, but it's led to some really good um, moments, especially at this past Evo in Grand Finals. We've talked about Sonic Fox in the past and his string of very like successful moments in DBFC. But this one's particularly is great because it brings back some like old school fighting game rules that I, I don't think anybody, including myself, knew about at the time. So this is Evo Grand Finals in DBFC. It's Sonic Fox versus um, Goichi from Japan, who um, is a fantastic player in his own right. And Goichi was fighting out of loser's bracket. For anybody that doesn't know, in fighting games, you have winner's bracket, you have loser's bracket, and then when they meet in Grand Finals... Um, the bracketing works different where if, in order for the person out of loser's bracket to win, they have to reset the bracket. Yeah. So they've got to win out. Yeah. So it's basically a double elimination tournament. But right. if uh, if the, the person who came out of the winner's bracket hasn't lost yet, you still have to beat them twice. Right. And Goichi had already dropped a set to Sonic Fox in, I think it was semis or quarters. So it was kind of a hyped like rematch, especially being on you know the Sunday stage. Mm-hmm. And Goichi comes out out blazing and drop Sonic Fox 3-0 immediately resetting the bracket. And it's at this point that much like free, trying to freeze a kicker in the NFL, you look for little ways to try to trip up your competition any way you can, either by going back to the character select screen and kind of, you know, dotting around like an old lady shopping right. at Kroger. Who am I gonna take? Yeah. Hmm. Am, am I, am I gonna switch? Like, and there's some rules there for how long you can, you can yeah. dawdle, but you know, it's it's a classic tactic you see in professional sports all the time, where you try to get people out of their zone, right. try to freak them out a little bit. Right. It's, it's, you, it's, you, you, li- you line up in the uh, in the you're going to go for it on fourth down, then call timeout. You know, try to get them to go offside, then right. call timeout and send the kicking unit out. And there are plenty of these little tricks in fighting games, ranging from like I don't think my headphones are working, or mm-hmm. I I want to switch controllers, or I don't like this monitor. This chair is too squeaky. I've seen them all. <laughs> But <laughs> this then, chair is too squeaky. This chair is too squeaky. It is messing up with my game. Wow. And then Sonic Fox pulls one I had never heard before um, called a side switch. And apparently this dates back to early aughts fighting game rules um, where if you have lost a match, you can have a coin flip declared in order to switch which side of the screen uh, that you start on. Because that can be hmm. a weirdly superstitious thing for a lot of players. Okay. And, and to be fair, there is some um, stats that kind of show that there's a bit of an advantage playing from the left side. I, I can actually test that as a Street Fighter player. There are just some combos that I can't do if my character is facing left side and is on the right because you get used to practicing those motions mm-hmm. and you kind of just get stuck in your own head. And suddenly when you get on the other side, you're just like, oh, wait, I haven't done this. I mean, it's like trying to throw a ball with your left hand if you're right-handed. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, particularly if you're if you're practicing it, and you're practicing it as player one. Well, player one always starts in the left. You know, when suddenly you're player two, well, now I gotta I've got to reverse that, and I've got to you know. right. So it's meant to be somewhat of a balance issue. But I've never, and I've been watching fighting games professionally for ten years, and I'd never seen anybody <laughs> use this before. I like how you put that as in you've been you've like paid to watch fighting games, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, like. There's a delay and commentary doesn't know what's going on. The crowd's getting confused because nobody knows what's going on yet. And everybody comes to realize that Sonic Fox called for a coin flip side switch. And 
you know what? It worked because it complete. I think it completely ice gooey because it's about a five minute process where they're trying to figure out. Sonic Fox is going up and down. Like, hey, this is a rule. We need to do this. So they had to bring out like the the Evo like bylaws and talk to somebody and talk to a tournament organizer. So they had a ref there and a tournament organizer there. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They had, like, some of their, like, entourage, like, floating around. And finally, they were just like, uh... Yeah, yeah, this is totally a rule. He lost. He can call for it. So it didn't – like the point of it, of course, here wasn't the the, the switch because he's a pro player. He yeah. can play on either side. He can probably play blindfolded. But – It was just to break momentum. It clearly messed with Goichi because Sonic Fox came back. And I just remember watching on Twitch – on Twitter, everybody's losing their minds, being like, what is going on? What is this wizardry? Like <laughs> fighting games are known for like this arcade mentality of like messing with your opponent and head games and mm-hmm. psychology. And it was just kind of the ultimate psychological move because it clearly had an effect – um, I mean, it's a one v one. It's 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 momentum. It's it's being in your zone versus you know getting knocked out of it. Now suddenly you know your timing's not off right or whatever. It's just not, it shouldn't happen because uh, ideally all things are equal. But sometimes you're feeling yourself. Sometimes you are you are in that place where you just have the timing. You know all the things, and suddenly somebody knocks you out of it. And you got to you know, wait around for a while. Okay, well can I can I find that rhythm again? Ideally, yes, but. Well, it, not. And it's one of those things, and this goes back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the CS:GO player Simple trying to claim that oh, he's just a Sonic Flash is just a fighting game player. He he doesn't play team game. This is so much harder. Like this is one of those things that I kind of allude at. Like if you get onto a bad mental space or a cold spot, it's like you know being in a bad headspace in golf. You just you you become ineffectual. You shut down. And yeah. There's in fighting games especially and I've played in tournaments not pro level tournaments but I've played enough tournaments to know that once you get in your own head it's over oh it's i mean i mean there's it's and anybody's done it in any level of online gaming where you know there are times I'm playing really good and then sometimes something weird goes wrong and now suddenly I'm missing things I'm and it, you're just tilting you know and right momentum is a real thing yeah. i can only imagine how it would feel you know being in front of 30,000 people live and probably i think I think they had around 400, 500,000 people watching on Twitch alone. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure. And right. I, you know, there's, there's another aspect of it, of the language barrier, because Goichi probably – I don't think he speaks much English. Okay. And you probably get into a scenario where suddenly you know, things have kind of ground to a halt and Sonic Fox is, is calling a ref over. And if I was Goichi, I would probably be sitting around being like, Hey, what's what, going what on? What is happening? Yeah, somebody yeah. want to fill me in? What, what, what's going on here? Like that enough would be enough to mess with somebody. Yeah. So whether or not it was underhanded or in the spirit of competitive play, that is for other people to debate. But it was well within the rules and it was kind of a brilliant move. And one of the things I'm actually happy about, you haven't seen anybody try it since. Like when that happened, I kind of expected like a flood of people <laughs> being like, yep, I'm going to do the side <laughs> switch, guys. Well, it's the 
It, it only works and nobody expects it. When everybody now knows it's a thing, you're not going to get that five-minute break in the game. You're going to get it. Okay. Right. We all know about that now. Flip, boom. I, or, I imagine he was sitting on that just yeah. being like, when, one day I'm going to pull it out. It's, it's, the, it's just someone who found some obscure rule in the book. And, and, you know, and you're right. You know, this is something that came out you know, from, the, from the early odds. So you know, older players would know it that you know, maybe newer players don't. Uh, but at the very least, it's something that you know is in the books that everybody else should know is in the books. And then the one person who finds it, even though it's been long buried and a long time ago, they start to pull it out. And now everybody's like, oh, well, crap. Well, now I know that's yeah. a thing. You know, it's the uh, well. That's why he's ESPN's uh, esports mm-hmm. uh, person of the year. I mean, it's like the uh, uh, the the wrong ball trick in football. Have you ever seen that one? No. What the? Uh, it is legal in the game of football to do a a side snap where instead of snapping it between the center's legs, the center can stand up and hand it off to the side. Oh, you mean so like the little giant statue of Liberty Blay? It's kind of that. It's kind of like what happens is that the is the is the center does the side snap while the the, the quarterback takes the ball and goes oh, and yells out, "Coach, it's the wrong ball!" And it's just like starts walking to the sideline, said, "Coach, huh. this is the wrong ball." It's still a live play, and as soon as they get past the line of scrimmage, suddenly they bring it down and sprint off to the end zone. No, no, they stole that from Little Giants. I've seen that movie enough. Yeah. Now there's it's been enough times out there on the internet now that every time someone tries to do it, the kid now gets lit the hell up. <laughs> oh, that's a valuable lesson in and of itself right. too. Trickeration will only get you so far, young Snitches man. Stitches get stitches. <laughs> um if I had to talk about my esports moment of the year, as as it always does with me, it comes back to Rocket League. And and anybody who follows it is know, knowing where I'm going to co- uh, come to. It's going to come to Season 5's uh, RLCS LAN in London. Hashtag Landon. Which, as an event as a whole, it really kind of felt like the moment that you're like, yeah, no, this is this is legitimate. This is, like, real. All the other LANs had been really good. Um, but they're always done, like, on, 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 like, a stage at like a theater almost, you know, where you had the stage up front and the theater seating in the back. And, it, you know, it looked cool and it was a good crowd. Uh, the crowds were loud-ish, um, but it still kind of felt like, you know, we're still getting there. When they held it at the Copper Box in London, um, it was actually an arena. They, so they had arena sitting around. They were stationed in the middle. They had the big screen up uh, above them. Um, and the crowds were louder as I mentioned, uh, you know, Team Rocket, you know, uh, specifically Stumpy and uh, what was the other guy's name? I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, you know, got these soccer style chants going for all the players, and none of them all, none of them really too negative, um, except for the one guy who actually ended up coming back and winning the whole damn thing later on. Um, <laughs> poor Kate up. It started. It started off the end of the year at the at the the, the land. He started to like, "Hey, K K Dub, we want to know if you score a goal." Oh man, that is actually a chant that is uh, regularly used at WWE shows in yeah. the UK. And uh, that's, that's funny. I, I guess it's an, I guess it's a it's a soccer it's a chant. chant too. Yeah, and well, eventually K Dub day three just turned it on, and then it became the chant every time he scored a goal. Nice. So the crowds are loud. The setting looks like uh, it, it's bigger. It's an arena. Um, they've got the the shots over it. Everything looks really good. Uh, the championship game comes on. NRG comes out of the winner's bracket. Cloud9, come, no, not Cloud9, Dignitas comes out of the loser's bracket. Uh, it's NA versus EU. The uh, Cloud9 comes, takes the, uh, the first series, bracket reset, goes all the way to Game 7. Oof. 
Dignitas had scored with like 12 seconds on the clock to go up. I want to say it was 3-2. The, the kickoff happens. Everyone's like, oh, panic, 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 panic. Uh, the the energy is really high. And Justin, who was a rookie for NRG that year, um, first year in the league, pulls off the most crazy. He, a, they got a lucky bounce um, because it came off the like the curve of the wall, and it came up right at the right angle. That would instead of it, you know, instead of like just dropping, it bounced way high. Uh, the rules of Rocket League being that uh, once the the clock hits zero, the game is still live until the ball touches the floor. Once the ball touches the floor and the clock is zero, it's it's over. The floor is then lava. Yeah, the floor is lava. Um. The ball kicks up. The time expires, but the ball kicks up. Justin comes out, flips, uh, flips around, and manages to get the sharpest angle possible where the, the, the ball maybe was like that far from hitting the floor before it went in the net. Scores the goal. Absolute. The crowd erupts. The, the, the infinitely quotable, this is Rocket League, from, <laughs> from uh, Shogun, Callum uh, the Shogun, on Twitter, who I don't think has ever lived down that call ever since. It was the most epic. Mo- the crowd explodes. There's video of the uh, the analyst desk losing their damn minds as it happened. It was one of those moments that you went, holy crap, that's an amazing thing to happen anywhere. That's an amazing ha- thing to happen. That last second, you know, do or die, got the tie right. uh, moment that is universal in any event, whether it's esports, traditional sports, friggin' uh, Scrabble. If you tied up the game with your last few letters, you'd be... I would love some soccer chance in Scrabble. You would pop off. I'd watch like like a, Like a fighting game. You would pop if you managed to tie a game in Scrabble with the last few letters that you had. You know, this is the exact kind of moment that Rocket League needed because it's... Mm-hmm. it's we've talked about it before. It's that esport that everybody doesn't have anything like bad to say about. It's like, yeah, it's it's that's that's an esport, but I haven't really like invested in it. I haven't really found that that hook that connection but you know what there's a lot of things that excitement and pure drama can do to draw somebody Mm -hmm. who doesn't maybe doesn't know necessarily the ins and outs of uh, a sport or any sport esport regular sport into right you know if you get one of those moments you can do a lot with it and now that they've got that they can build on that yeah that's really important and that and that that, that kind of happened in season uh the season six land is they brought the guys uh um Cole, that was the other guy, Stumpy and Cole. <laughs> they brought Stumpy and Cole you over to, I got there, uh, to uh, when they played in Las Vegas, hashtag Land Vegas, uh, to do the chance. Those hashtags and, are real bad. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> And to uh, and to to kind of hype up that crowd. That year was a, a little bit different because uh, that was the year that Dignitas um, had literally uh, gone undefeated through the regular season. Went undefeated during the playoffs. Um, had uh, made their way through the winners bracket without dropping anything. And then that's when Cloud Nine came out from uh, from behind and. Took them out in you know at both series from the losers bracket uh, to you know once again uh, uh, you know solidify the unbeatenness that is Cloud Nine in 2018. But uh, that that moment 
uh, the this is Rocket League moment is it's funny because that was the, that was the goal to send it into overtime. Dignitas still won the game, and in fact, on a broken play because two NRG players ran into one another. Oh. So you watch it and you go, "Oh my God, that must have been the game winner." No, that just sent it into overtime. It was an amazing shot, but then you watch after the fact, and then it's like the, again, two players slam into one another, and they got an, imp- uh, an open net to uh, score the game winning goal and oh. take the crown. Nobody remembers that goal. It's like the it's like it, it's like the miracle on ice and forgetting that was a semifinal game. Right. You know, because right, right. it was, you know, they beat the Russians. Oh, yeah. No, you still got to move on and play the next game. It's not that's you didn't win anything yet. You didn't you, you're going to not win bronze. That's what you won by beating the Russians. No, it's funny when things like that happen and, yeah. and you see it across sports all the time. So, but that was a moment that, you know, that y- you saw on, you know, traditional sports networks, you know, I know ESPN has made, you know, quite an investment in esports, but right, right. you know, they were playing it on Sports Center and had it on their social media and well, that's uh, the thing the average person can understand way yeah. easier than like if ESPN had like a top moment, like look at this side switch. Yeah, no, it's it's I've seen that before where it's like an amazing moment in uh, uh, in in Dota, and it's you know, poof. yeah, and look, the entire look. crowd goes, oh, you're like, <laughs> I, I, like I look just at saw those explosions. I just saw a thing. I don't I don't know exactly what happened there, but no, like car being hit by uh, yeah. a car hitting ball into net is yeah, uh, you know. A song as old as time. <laughs> so, if I was to pick a top moment of 2018 esports, I would I would put it at that. That's that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's been a good year. It has been a good year. I'm looking forward to to seeing everything that comes up in, yeah. in 2019. I'm yeah. especially excited for um, Overwatch League and seeing what the dynamic with the new teams are at. That's gonna be a lot. It's a lot of action. And I, I've been looking at some of these schedules. And I'm like, man, that's gonna be a whole lot going on. Will Shanghai finally be able to win a game? They, they they've their their week one game is I think against one of the expansion China teams. Is it is it is it the spark? Isn't it the finger bangs? No, it's it's the panda. Okay, um, we're gonna remember. Not only we're we gonna learn how to say the names of these teams, we're gonna <laughs> remember them. We're gonna get a, like a little chart for us. Right. I think it is Guangzhou. I'll look it up. Yeah, and but yeah, I, it's, it's against one of the Chinese expansion teams. So I'm looking forward to seeing like, can you pass the test immediately? They are a much better team. They are a more well-rounded team now, especially now that they have players to kind of prop up and highlight uh, Grigori mm-hmm. at, at, uh, at 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 tank. So I think they're going to get their win this year. I don't know if it's going to happen week one, but no. But I, I, I remember correctly. I think uh, Ash said that one of the suspended players is going to be out for their game against Shanghai. So she's just like, that's a perfect timing. Ugh. Boom, make it happen. That the list strikes again. It'll happen. It'll happen. It always happens. All right, that's going to do it for this week's uh, edition of Get In Loser. We're playing esports. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy uh, Holidays. Uh, I don't, we'll, we'll probably do do one next week, though. Right? Next week. Next week. Well, no, next. I guess this is technically next week's. Yeah, technically this. Yeah, we are in the future. Yeah, you forget. I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm time. Tra- I'm time traveling. Not only did I move across time zones and move an hour ahead, but well, I'm, now pro- I'm also in the future. I'm probably going to put this up Monday or Tuesday. Oh, really? just so just so it's not too far out. Just so we're not. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday night. Tuesday night. There you go. It'll be fine. All right. Well, where, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at W Harrison. Yeah, you say that with such enthusiasm. Uh, w Harrison. <laughs> Why did I pick such a long Twitter handle? Yeah, you know what? We talked about our Twitch uh, channels, too. Where, where are you on Twitch? Same? Yeah, at everything now is at yeah. W Harrison. Yeah, it is for me too. Uh, at that Shaggy Matt on Twitter. At that Shaggy Matt on Twitch. Act now. You could be like the seventh person to follow me. <laughs> You've heard it here first. 
And of course, you can find uh, the podcast uh, on Twitter as well at Loser Esports. You can listen to us. Well, I always say this. And I feel like an idiot after I say, you know, you can find us wherever you find, po- but you're already listening to us. You've already listened to the whole damn episode. You've already found us. You've already found us. Unless, you know, you found this on like a CD laying at the Christmas weed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. It's uh, a Christmas weed miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will uh, talk to you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.